Hey, it's Charlie Ray, and now another episode of the musings of Mr. Clay and Charlie Ray. You know what they might have been they might they might have been uh no you know what i think they were laotian come to think of it i know we had we had some uh some burmese you know from myanmar that were yeah. that came in there to be there's, there's a we have a really like a big immigration center here so we have a lot of, of you know ethnic uh enclaves you know here in kansas city so that's why they don't act like con from king of the hill though that would be awesome <laughs> Fucking con's awesome. He's so fucking great. Uh, my favorite, hands down, my favorite con moment is when he he bought a new SUV and it's a huge truck, right? And yeah. Hank and all the guys are just in the front yard <laughs> doing their drinking. And then they see Con pull up in his brand new SUV and he opens the garage door and he barely gets the hood inside before the top of the SUV is bumping against the top of the garage. Yeah. And Hank is just like, hey there, Con, it looks like maybe you need to either buy a smaller truck or, or a bigger garage. And he's like, stupid here, Billy. Car's so big, I parked garage inside SUV. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> fucking awesome. You ever seen that meme that fucking basically implies that fucking, uh, which, which one is a squirrely guy with the kind of uh, ponytail the red dale 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 yeah yeah that, that dale was was in the dreadnoughts have you seen that meme that oh i haven't was, seen that. that that he was buzzer or buzzer's dad or whatever oh that's awesome <laughs> that totally works yeah <laughs> They're like, i never would have thought about that so right yeah that makes total sense yeah it was like he's like i was in the military and there's like another meme and like another scene's like just not the u.s military that's <laughs> showing buzzer <laughs> oh it's perfect <laughs> yeah i wish i had thought of that that's pretty funny. So I saw you talking about the the GI Joes something. You like occasionally I get like uh, a sound blurb from one of my friends talking about something, and you were talking about stuff you can't buy because oh, it's like a six pack or an eight pack. It had like a red ninja in it and stuff. I think no, it was Major Blood. People are complaining about Major oh, Blood. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen with that. Supposedly, this Major Blood, the six-inch Major Blood, is going to be another one of these fucking Cobra Island Target classifieds. Oh, okay, things. so it is six-inch then. Yeah, it's six-inch. Okay, I didn't. I, I didn't I, read too much about it. I just saw that you were talking I, I, about I, the scalpers grabbing shit, and you're just done. You know, uh, well, well, first of all, I mean, I've always just basically been a four-inch scale guy. I haven't really dabbled you know, too much off of it. And I kind of, you know, I kind of thought the six inch scale would be cool because I do collect Marvel Legends. Yeah. But, but but I already told myself up front, I'm not going to army build, I'm not going to army build six inch figures. Fuck that shit. Right. Um, I'm not going to like build a massive GI Joe and Cobra collection. All I want to do is build the Cobra hierarchy and a couple of fucking like, you know, vipers or troopers as like guards. And that's it. Just, just like a little display. You know, so Cobra Commander, you, you, Baroness, <laughs> Destro, you know, whatever. You've told yourself this. Have you listened to yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I have not bought any of the Joe figures at all. I'm not planning on it. No, mm -hmm. I don't want to buy any of the G.I. Joe side at all. And I saw them at our Walmart. We had a couple of the fangs. We had a couple of the single figures, uh, the four inch, like the. Oh, the four inch retro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now those I bought five more his tanks because you can't go wrong with the his tank. It's true. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I do have five, six hundred of them, but I mean, <laughs> what's five more? 
Yeah, no, I, I saw we had those two, and I was like, uh, yeah. nope. So I just like put it back yeah. on the shelf, and then I saw they had Masters of the Universe toys, and I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, I looked at them, thought those are cool, but I didn't collect them back in the day, and I'm not going to collect them now. But the Newcastle Grayskull looks fucking awesome. Yeah, they had that, and I was like, wow, I should buy that. That probably goes on eBay for a pretty penny, because it's probably going to be hard to find. Yeah, it probably will be. But I was like, I don't want to invest. I don't want to deal with this. I don't shipping from Canada. Nobody's going to want to pay it as usual. That's no. always my downfall. I would throw so much shit on eBay if I didn't have to worry about shipping. I bet, man. I tell you what, if there was some way to just sneak across a truck across the border, I could just park all your shit here and just sell it without oh, all the shipping amazing. issues. Yeah. Shipping I is mean, so fucking stupid out of Canada. I don't know how we do that. Though we have to go fucking off road and through the middle of the woods between Canada and the United States. Yeah, you know? do, you really, do you really want to get arrested <laughs> for smuggling yeah, Joe yeah. Joyce? What are you in jail for? <laughs> I got I got caught with twenty snake eyes, a few cobra infantry. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, okay, you're designated bottom. Thanks. <laughs> I would be. I'd be so pretty. Oh man, <laughs> but. You know, you know what? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this wrestling match with, with, with myself over stuff now because you know, I know it's time to let it go. I'm 50 years old. I got other shit I want to do. I don't need a fucking, you know, garage and basement full of, uh, of toys that aren't going to do anything except just get older and more brittle. Um, yep. and, uh, that's why this, everybody freaking out about the six inch stuff. I suppose maybe I would have gotten more into it if I could have found them. And I'm glad, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because it's allowed me time to like, look at it and step back and go, you know what? Are People any of them post- available? Like on big bad toy store or anything? Can you buy them? You can buy some of the Joe figures cause they're not getting snapped up like crazy. Cause you know, it's a bunch of fucking army builders. There's, there's this guy online which I'm okay with it, whatever, you know, he, he can do him. He's all right. You know, this guy, Marauder Ruben, and he's got like fucking, fucking 20, 30, you know, the Cobra infantry target figures. He's got like 20 of the Cobra Vipers, you know I mean? He's army building these six inch figures, you know? And so how is and, he getting them? You think? Oh, he's doing trades. He gets, you know, he lives in a bigger like city and area where there's more targets, you know, I mean, the fucking distribution here in Kansas city is, is shit. For these well, I, I drove down to Chicago for a Comic Con in 2015, I think, uh-huh. and I stopped at every Toys R Us I possibly could. That's the trip I stopped. I visited you on the way back. Right, right. And uh-huh. I, yeah, I mapped out Toys R Uses and Targets and WalMarts and stuff. I didn't stop, stop at all of them, otherwise I would have been on the, you know, it would yeah. take me eight days to get there. Yeah, no but shit. The Chicago area alone had like 15 <laughs> Toys R Uses that I went to. And uh-huh. I literally didn't find one. G- and that was when they had like the, the gung ho and shadow viper pack or shadow guard pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I was. I found, for. I found one of those in the wild. and I got one off of eBay. That's all yeah. I got was two of them. Yep. Two I found, I found it. one in the wild and then I traded one for something online. Yeah. For- I, I would have, you know, at the time I would have bought probably 20 of them. Yep. You know? Easily. If I could have found them, If I could have found them. Yeah. And I wasn't just, I wasn't going to drive around anymore looking for that shit. I was like, no, no. I'm done. The amount of gas money wasted. Yeah. And time. Yeah. And then, I mean, and I was then, on a road trip. I didn't have yeah, a, yeah. I wasn't like, but, but, I mean, but I mean, you know, I don't want to spend five nights of my week having to go to this part of town, hitting a fucking target, go to this part of town, hit a fucking target. I, I'm, I'm too old for that shit. You so know you gotta, you gotta wonder why those, how those guys have 30 of them. Well, you know, or they got friends that work at Targets. I've heard a lot of Target people are setting these back and they're scalping them, just like Toys R Us people used to do, you know? Yep. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I know the whole DTC thing didn't work out the first time that fucking, you know, Hasbro did it back around 2005. 
Yeah. But, you know, the entire market's different now. The whole online market is so different now and more robust. I mean, but but they're fucking dropping the ball with Hasbro Pulse. You know, they'll What's fucking, Hasbro Pulse. Is that their Comic-Con? That's like their website. It's kind of like the, okay. the, new, the, the new direct you can buy directly from Hasbro, basically. And you'll buy shit on there and it'll sell out. And then shit will show up every place else. And you won't have your shit shipped from the Hasbro Pulse who did the pre-orders first. And it's just all kind of fucked up, but everything's fucked up with, you know, distribution right now with the COVID and factories. And, and it's just, it's just really turned me off to everything about, I mean, right now I'm pretty turned off to almost anything in this world outside of fucking trying to figure out how to retire and quit working for the That doesn't sound healthy to be that pissed off. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm not, I'm not that pissed off. I'm just, just done. I, I, I'd like to fucking have a good woman and a fucking place out in the fucking woods in my own fucking garden. And I can just fucking, if I want to roll a doobie and sit on a fucking dock, looking at a fucking lake and watching a fucking trout <laughs> jump out of it once in a while. And maybe some fucking geese fly the fuck <laughs> over fucking honking. And I just go, Ah, life is good and fucking look at a shooting star and not have fucking all the lights from the fucking city and my you know that i can't yeah. see the stars i can't see the stars where i live at i mean if i'm lucky i can see them a little bit but not like out in the country there's too much fucking light pollution yeah i live in a small town we see a little bit of the stars from time to time but yeah it's nothing like there's there's a spot in idaho that i've, I've hit a couple times on road trips to las vegas yeah and it's just stretches and stretches of highway and nothing and it's pitch black we just pull over on the side of the road and look at the stars for like 20 minutes. That's just, where the aliens come out from fucking behind a rock and throw you down and anally probe you. Uh, you know what? It, for, for the beauty that I saw up in the sky, totally worth it. <laughs> Small price to pay for that kind of beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Now I wish, I wish I could see that. I, I want to go up into that area. Well, they call it big sky country, right? That's the fucking name of like my, yeah, it's like on the, the border of Montana and Idaho where there's just yeah. nothing. There's nothing but a highway Is as far flat? as the eye can see. It's flat. As far as the eye can see, just oh, flat. Wow. It looks like the prairies, but, but colder. <laughs> well, that's why I'm usually I'm out there on those road trips. It's, it's warm. Like the, the pavement's still warm from the day, even though yeah. it's like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, the pavement's yeah. still warm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm I'm looking for uh, a woman who fucking wants to learn all this tantra shit with me and we can give each other fucking amazing orgasms and fucking have these like fucking five hour energy experiences and just fucking be lost in bliss together, you know, and just chill out and you know, I, I know I'm fucking pipe dreaming. So, you know, I'm just kind of dreaming out loud. Are you so, though? Yeah. Well, who knows? You know, I want to be able to have a woman who's comfortable enough. She doesn't have to watch TV. And if I'm sitting on one end of the couch reading the book and she's down at the other end of the couch, fucking knitting a fucking scarf or reading another fucking book or playing you don't want, with the dog you don't want or that. whatever. Or what? What? You, you want that or you don't want that? Oh, I do want that. Okay. I want, I just want a nice, simple life and to enjoy the next you know, some years and not be, and not, you know, you know, I wouldn't mind every once in a while. She's, she's getting bored. She comes over and starts sucking on my knob. That's that'll work too. But, (laughs) but you know, I just, I just want, I just want out of the whole fucking rat race. I don't, I don't give a fuck really about sports anymore. I don't even know once concerts start happening. If I'm even going to give much of a fuck about them, I've gone to a couple over the last year Yeah, and I I just feel differently out of it. I used to, I mean, it was such, it was, it, it was an addiction, just like my collecting was an addiction. It was just a way for me to, 
to not think about all the things that I really want in life and just stay busy, busy, busy. And I went and watched uh, that new movie with uh, Bob Odenkirk. So fucking good. Nobody. I saw that this week as well. It was fucking awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to watch it again and again. It was so good. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) That girl is getting home tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was was, everything about it made me happy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, me too. Christopher Lloyd as his dad was oh just my gold. god, that was great. Especially when they tried to fucking kill him in the in the nursing home. <laughs> yeah. He looks down, he's got a fucking shotgun, basically, and right above his nuts. <laughs> I just like when he's holding the guy shut, right? Like he's the, the yeah. security guard comes in, he's just holding the guy like, yeah, you need yeah. to shut like, the fuck up now. It's almost over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Christopher I, Lloyd was great in that. I hope they do it. a couple more of those with him. I mean, obviously, I, it's set up for another one, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I mean the way that the way that it ended. Uh, but yeah, I would totally, I would totally dig it. It's gotten. I, I read one critic, like, like, well, not a critic, but some article about it, just like dogging it out completely. I'm like, well, of course they're dogging it out completely. Some, you know, he's not Mister. You know, he's not he's not Keanu Reeves, and it's just some other white dude. So like, we can't play up a white dude. I tell you what, though, if it was like a super, you know, Charlie Theron movie, probably be like, oh my god, it's so fucking great. You know, yeah. I mean. You know, well, did you did you watch Atomic Blonde? Ass. Yeah, I did. That was a great movie. I loved Atomic Blonde. It's yeah. like a to me, it was like a comic book, and yeah. the the neon and the the rain and the dark alleys of Berlin, like post the wall or pre the wall coming down. I thought it was just perfect. Uh, yeah. It was so well done. I, I, since I, you know, growing up in that era, I really wish I could have experienced that and seen that in person, and not just you know re seeing it again in movies. You know? Oh yeah, it was it was definitely before my time. Like I just yeah. I don't oh, remember. I, I keep forgetting how you're like what 42? 44. 44. You know, relatively I, the same age, right? There's yeah, not I mean, much I'm, difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm 50, but you know, I mean, the thing is, is let's see. So you're 44. So you were uh, six, like 1980 when Reagan got elected. I was already 10. So yeah. you know, um, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's just. I grew up so much. I mean, dude, I was so into military history. Even at age 10, I was so into military history. You Just American heard, or like world Amer- world history for uh, well, military? Well, I, I was huge into World War II. I studied the fuck out of the Germans. Um, yeah. uh, um, I studied a lot of Russian stuff. I, was, I, I read a shit ton about all the Bush Wars of the late 70s. And you know what those are? Like like all the wars like like the former country of Rhodesia and, and then there's Botswana and Angola there was all those civil wars going on in the 70s where all the the black the blacks were fighting it off against the white the white people who basically were running the country so like yeah. Rhodesia Rhodesia was like South Africa it was a white ran country with a majority black population so they were rebelling uh, and you had the Angola which was a former German colony they were they were communist revolutionaries. So there's all these Bush wars going on, right. And proxy wars, you know, and the Russians were given arms and, and Chinese were involved. And then of course the, the, you know, Britain was back in like South Africa and South Africa was back in Rhodesia. There was all this shit going on. Right. So, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I mean, dude, I was, I was reading fucking soldier of fortune magazine when I was 10. What the <laughs> fuck, dude, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right. I mean, I, I was like Mr. Fucking, I, I couldn't wait to get in the military. I was super patriotic. Um, I mean, I, I wanted to fucking join up. I mean, I fucking, I was buying fucking, 
I was like 12 years old. I was buying like surplus Vietnam fucking like bandoliers and shit fucking from military surplus places. I had, a Oh, we were doing that shit, too. Like you know? my, my, my grandpa yeah. owned an orchard and we played like guns army, or whatever, where we dress right. up in our camouflage and have our fake guns and you know, Hey, I see you bang. You got to close your eyes, face down, count to 30. Right. Cause you got shot. But yeah, right. we would go to a place called surplus Herbie's. <laughs> and they had like drilled, drilled out grenades and drilled out like, you know, 50 cals, like bullets and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were buying, big, man. yeah, Those we were buying like army, bullets. yeah, like bullet belts. Could you imagine getting hit by a few 50 caliber rounds? It'd no, it just shreds you like a fucking. Yeah, yeah, you, your arm would fucking rip right off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're done. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we were buying all that stuff. And we thought it was great to have like all the, the camouflage netting and uh-huh. we were really big into it. And I don't know if that's. That that was probably post GI Joe collecting. I I didn't collect GI Joe until after I'd already collected Star Wars and Smurfs. And right. then a guy down the street had a bunch of. I remember Gung Ho was the first thing I saw. I was like, I want that toy. That's <laughs> what I want. I want that toy. I loved his like his gun pack or his bullet pack on his like right or left leg. I love that he had his like oh, yeah. a tattoo on his chest. I was like, this oh, guy, yeah. this guy's yeah. the shit. So yeah. then I started trading Smurfs for GI Joe. And then that led into getting the snowcat for Christmas. That was like my first Joe toy. Nice. Yeah, I was I was pretty lucky. I mean, you know, I you know, we were middle, middle class, lower, middle, middle class, whatever. You know, I got a lot of figures. I never really got a lot of vehicles. Like I never got anything big. I can't believe I actually got a Millennium Falcon, like a vintage Millennium Oof. Falcon, which is long since fucking gone, but I got it when I was a kid. And uh, you know, I got I got like a snow speeder. I never got the Death Star, although I own one now. It's in a box, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, I got, I got, I got a lot of figures. You know, and I got a lot. I got barely amount of stormtroopers. I had, I had a good Star Wars collection, but I never got everything. I mean, we no, that, I only had like eight that. or nine things for Star Wars. It didn't. I had the little Hoth play set with the robot. Oh yeah, yeah. With, I, with the thing with the with the turret and the, yeah, and the robot, you, that was a great place. You, you move the snow thing, and the robot yeah. pops off the post. Yeah. 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 I had that, yeah. the snow speeder, and a bunch of figures. It was, it was all Empire stuff that I had. And then my yeah, neighbor, Empire stuff. My, my neighbor had an X-wing and Luke with the telescoping lightsaber. And oh, yeah. I remember he just gave that shit to me. He was done with it. He was he's probably about eight years older than I am. Oh, okay. And yeah, he just gave me all his like first year Star Wars stuff. Is like a New Hope stuff. Nice. And then yeah, I just I don't have any of it left. Not one thing. Uh, no, I know I have in my boxes of GI Joe stuff. I have like random weapons and shit. I, I've got a Princess Leia, Bespin Leia, in there. Oh, nice. I don't know where where it came from. I don't ever remember having it as a kid. The only Leia I ever had was the Hoth Leia. So yeah. I don't know where the Bespin one came from. She's in my my random box with sawed off shotguns and repainted <laughs> weapons packs. Weapons like I would, I would repaint the red ones black. You know, Baroness's oh, yeah. gun was red. It's like yeah. it's supposed to be black. So right. I would get I would get like nail polish and paint it. <laughs> or uh um what is it model paint because it was always really really shiny mm-hmm. all my paint you know what i did find when i was going through a box here about six months ago i was digging through boxes had like lots of miscellaneous shit in it yeah i found my original tuscan raider uh graffy stick or whatever the fuck you call it oh yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 ah, yeah. stick you yeah. know oh i found my original my original one from when i was a kid i was like holy shit i can't believe i found this because i still got the tuscan raider but I need to I need to buy probably a, a repro uh, 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 I need to buy a repro um, cape for it. A lot of my capes got tore and shit, you know. And I need to buy some replacement uh, lightsabers for like Darth Vader and shit. Are you Are you listening to yourself? Do you? What do I need, need to? 
Well, okay, bear with me. I've got a couple of the the vintage, like the twelve figure display. You know, like that you could like the mailway display that you could set up, like Luke and yeah, um, yeah, all that, right? So I have all my original as a child figures. Some are not in the greatest condition, but mostly they're all there and most mostly complete for all of them, right? Yeah. So I want to get all of those cleaned up, get the repro stuff from all that stuff, and put them on that display. And then I'm going to pretty much get rid of all the rest of my old Star Wars. Figures. So why don't you make that your goal for next week? It's a project. It's it's one of the mini projects in, in but it, order. It, it, you know, and you see what you're stuff. doing though. You're you're just piling stuff on top of stuff, and you're never going to get to the first thing. No, no, I will. I will. I'm, I'm, I hope so. It, it, it's 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 all a process because right now the process is is getting all the stuff reorganized in the house. And then I got the basement emptied out. I got, I have all the shelves put in there. And then as I, and then once I lay out all the shelves and I know what goes where, as I go through boxes, then it gets put properly in an order instead of a completely just mismatch of everything. And if it doesn't fit into the, the specified what I want to keep, then it yeah. goes, then it goes to sell. I mean, it, it's, it's once, once it gets to the point where I'm ready, it's going to flow really well. I feel it. I feel very confident in it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I was going through a box today, looking at some stuff going, you know, I had a whole bunch of like old 70s children's books. Are they worth anything? Maybe, maybe not. I know I don't want them anymore. So when I get to that box, anything that's in there that's trash is going to be thrown away. Anything I think I can sell, I'm going to see if I can sell it. If I can't sell it, it's going to the box to donate and that's it. It's going to either go sell or it's going to donate and I'm done and just going through shit and just I'm ready for it. But uh, so, but but my goal, going back to what I was saying, my main goal with the Star Wars stuff is this: is I don't want to have this huge Star Wars collection. I'm not that much into Star Wars anymore, but I'd like to have that that vintage figures collection yeah. that was my childhood figures. No, that makes sense. Looks nice. And then the other one, well, then the other one I want to do is, is I've gotten all the like newer, you know, like the vintage collection, like the redo sculpts of all the same figures, like the same, like you know, like original, you know, like you know the. Uh, uh, tattooing, you know, Luke version, right? And I'm gonna have like a, like a really cool new version. So I'll have my original versions, which are all my original toys as a kid, and then I'll have the newer ones that are are the newer, nicer, whatever sculpts. So it's kind of like a a then and now, kind of like the way the Joes did, yeah. the, like Snowcat with a then and now. And that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that with a couple other really cool things. Like I have a complete vintage Imperial transport, you know, that they reissue, like they put out a new one here for the Mandalorian that. The, the imperial transport like oh they did like, i didn't know that yeah yeah it's fucking badass i got it really cheap around christmas time for like 40 bucks or something like that so so i got my original with the box and then i've got the new one with the box so i'm going to set that up with like you know each of them will be set up with like a small squad of stormtroopers and a small squad of stormtroopers and then that's it you know what i'm saying just just like a little bit of a then and now for a few of my favorite things and then i'm done and that's going to be quite a bit to sell of Star Wars stuff. So, yeah, I sold all my. I I only started buying all my stuff as a kid was all gone, but yeah. I only started rebuying in like '97 when like the Power of the Force stuff came out. Yeah, I was I buying never got so into much, that. but I, I sold everything on eBay when I first started selling my toys. All my non-GI Joe stuff went first. Yeah, all my Simpsons, all my Austin Powers, all my X Men, all my Star Wars. Yeah, my Optimus Prime, like my Optimus Prime reissue, like everything just went it, and let me ask you something yeah do you ever miss any of it i don't even think about it till right now right like it was all gone like five years ago yeah and i just thought about it right now 
Yeah. And you don't think about it at all. Never. I not mean, even, like, not like even one iota. I'll run across like my, my, uh, um, pictures like of stuff when i was selling them and stuff that i've sold and i'll be like fuck i forgot i owned that and sold it (laughs) you know i fucking forgot i owned just like as i'm going through boxes i'm like fuck i forgot i owned this i forgot i owned this i forgot i owned this it's like what the fuck i forgot i owned this you know and uh, i I kept my commemorative r2d2 there was a toys r us special if you spent like 50 dollars, you got a limited edition toys r us only fully chromed commemorative r2d2 on on a card Wow. And so, yeah, I bought some G.I. Joe toys and my friend Jeff bought some G.I. Joe toys and we each got this R2-D2 and I was like, yeah, I'm going to open mine because I checked online and they're only going for like 20 bucks or something. I was like, eh, 20 bucks, but nobody's going to pay shipping from Canada. So I'll just keep it. So I, I have an R2-D2 from like 2001. Right. So all Chrome R2-D2. But other than that, huh. there is zero Star Wars that's cool. in my house as far as I know. Yeah. Well, but like I said, that's cool. You know, it's like I said, I... I have certain things that I know I want to keep and then the rest I'm going to let go of. And, and uh, you know, I've made peace with that. I mean, like I said, like I said, I tell myself, do I need 12 no. night Ravens? Nope. Do I need nine bugs? Do I need nine hammerheads? I don't even need one of them. I have, <laughs> I have enough, but like I said, shipping in Canada. Yeah. Under the States. I can't sell those things. Those things are fucking going for like, Goddamn fucking prices are fucking unreal. For Even like with, what? Like well, a raven? I, I've got three yeah. night ravens. Yeah. And they're all they complete. Fucking, and they go for like, I don't know, 125, 150 a piece. I mean, that's yeah, just get rid of mine. Yeah. Well, tell you what, why don't we buy that place in Italy or the south of France and then you're forced yeah. to make money to, to pay for it and just go sell some of your shit? Yeah, that would be nice, man. It'd be it'd, me and you, me and you having a fucking fucking pad in the fucking hills of fucking Italy would be sweet. Yeah, I mean, I would obviously prefer France because it's a language I could learn a lot quicker. No, we could do France too. And, man. Uh, the the areas are real. Yeah, the, the areas are really similar. Okay, well, I'm okay with France too. It's not like French aren't assholes too. No, but the, the it's different. The Paris assholes. Well, yeah, south yeah. of France, not assholes. Like I've traveled around the region, and definitely the littler villages. Yeah, they will try and speak English with you. Whereas in Paris, they look at you like, hey, fuckface, you're in Paris, don't speak English. You're like, all right, cool. <laughs> try my Bully. best to not know your language. Bully boo, fuck you, Francais. <laughs> they were really good the last time I was there, though, because they had just won the World Cup that weekend and it was yeah. their Independence Day. Everybody who I was trying to oh, speak fuck, French they were with. Getting lit. Yeah. Everybody who I was trying to speak French with, they're like, oh, here, I can, I can, I can teach you and you can teach me English. I'm like, you already know English because you just said I can teach you and you can yeah. teach me. Like, you said it all. He goes, no, no, but there's words I don't know. It's like, I assure you, you are way better at this than I am. But they were all super nice. It was a fucking great weekend. Yeah. Not having luggage cool. sucked, but yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> yeah. It Look all worked enough. itself out. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to you jump into the subject, otherwise we're going to spend an hour bullshitting about yeah. Star Wars. I mean, we have like literally a million topics in, in our lives that we can go talk about from. That's good. That's what like we a, need. So yeah, you know, I tell you, you know, I was thinking about a topic. It's like hot, hot girls or girls you find that are hot that don't get enough attention. Like in the Done. media, you know, like, I think, uh, let's see, funny. Uh, the girl that plays Caitlin Snow from The Flash. She I was in. That is. I've never watched The Flash. Uh, she was in Planet Terror or the other one, you know, the one with the car. Dead, dead proof. Oh, death proof. Yeah, death yeah. proof. What's she, the, she was the. She wasn't the one with the the gun leg chick. She was. I don't know. 
She was also in the TV show Shark. I forget her name. Does it say Caitlin Starr? Is that her she name? Plays, she plays Caitlin Snow. Okay. In The Flash. Okay. Killer Frost. Danielle Panabaker. Okay. My computer's just going really slow, so it's like not even worthwhile for me to try to look for shit. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think she gets enough love. Yeah. I don't think she gets enough love. No, I definitely give her enough love. Yeah, you I mean, should. You know, might be three minutes at a time each time, but it's enough love. I'll tell yeah. you who I the tell you the girl that I'm kind of jonesing on right now is the girl that is in what we do in the shadows, like the vampire TV I don't series. Know what we do oh in the shadows? God. Yeah, what we do in the shadows, yeah. And uh, what's her name? Uh, hold on, I gotta look it up. Uh, Natasha Dimitrio, yes, yes. So, you know, she's got some some hot ass Eastern European blood. Oh, yeah, like that. yeah, that's that's definitely appealing. Oh, yes, she is, uh, <laughs> she is, she is very hot, you know. Uh, and I always have my old standbys, which are like, um, uh, What's her name? Anything on Pornhub or eFund? <laughs> you know, you know, I gotta be honest. I almost never watch porn anymore. I, I just don't. It's like it's like a once or twice a month thing, and that's it. Hmm. It's just I I got so much going on in my life. It's just that part of me is just still rather turned off, man. Like I said, if I had if I had a woman that was doing like me massages all the time, I'd be yeah. Mister I'd be Mister fucking horny, but but since I don't have anybody to share that with, it's like, what's the point of, you know, really building that up right now? You know? Well, I mean, just share it with yourself. It always <laughs> feels good. <laughs> well, yeah. But, so, I mean, that's what you can look forward to. But, you know, I, I always have the hots for, uh, God dang it. What's her name? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Uh-huh. Deschanel oh yeah. And yep. Her and, and uh, what's that girl from parks and rec and she's been in everything. Um, the, cause she's got, she's got a weird sense of humor. She's been, oh, in, she yeah, she does weird interviews, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I she's, love, yeah. She, yeah, she did the to-do list, which is a hilarious movie. Yeah, um, no, I watch her. I don't know. I know the girl you're talking about. I don't know her name, but watching her in uh, her interviews just makes me laugh. Yeah. She's fucking, she's a kook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's the kind of girl that would be very interesting to be with. That's all I can say. Um, and uh, and that other short girl, uh, she's been in tons of stuff. She's Aubrey like, Plaza. Yes, Aubrey Plaza. Yes, uh, the girl that was in Glee, uh, the short girl, kind of reddish hair. Gosh, she's been in so many things. Um, I can't believe I can't think of these people's names. Yeah, but it's uh, not important. There's so many names I don't remember anymore. Oh, it's like uh, yeah. I don't really care. You're just a hot chick from the show that I watched. Yeah, well, said, I, I thought the chick for the tall chick from the '70s show was hot. Laura Prepon. Yeah. See, oh I know, yeah. I know names. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been a tall drink of water. I would have climbed those legs for days. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably what's his place that played Fez probably nailed her too, since he nailed, I half, a, nailed, nailed, nailed half of Hollywood. He probably had to get on step stool to do it, but still. <laughs> Worth it. Fuck, fucker. That, that guy. <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard. Married to, you know, he, 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 he did Mandy Moore. He did fucking the, the girl that married fucking Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. I mean, he nailed everybody. I mean, that dude's if he told stories would be legendary. You know, uh, he'll he'll write a he'll write a book one day, it'll be fine. Oh yeah. All the fine starlets I nailed in Hollywood by <laughs> by what's his Just what by, real name? By Fez. No, by Fez. By Fez. Fez Fez does LA. Yeah. 
Says this Hollywood. That, that should be a series right there. Uh, all right, man. Let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and talk about road trips. I guess. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Okay. All right. So, where do you want to start at, man? Well, it looks like we're back again here for another episode of Charlie Ray and Mr. Clay. Another episode that you're not gonna want to miss. Well, I mean, that's probably pushing it. I don't. I mean, the three listeners we have. I, I think they feel sort of inclined that they have to listen. So they're going to keep listening no matter what. That's right. They better darn well listen and tell their friends. But we thank you for listening. Nonetheless. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by and wasting your precious time with us. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Charlie Ray and I did a road trip many years ago. I flew out to Kansas City and we were driving to JoCon in Illinois. Was it or? It was yeah, Illinois, yeah. wasn't it? Springfield, yes. Springfield, yeah. Illinois. So instead of me just flying out there and Charlie Ray doing the drive by himself, I figured I'd double up in his vehicle, split the gas, and we just hit the open road in the good old US of A. That's right. Nothing like Kansas City to Illinois for exciting well, road travel. Oh, well, how, how long was I don't even remember what it was. I, I was completely long well, for the ride. I didn't pay attention long, to anything. <laughs> how long was it supposed to be or how long it was after our extra detour? Well, uh, <laughs> it, it was about six hours i think with the detour and out of the way and everything else because we went too far north thanks to my bad <laughs> planning yeah we weren't using gps at all i, I can't figure, fathom for the life of me why we were using a roadmap instead of gps <laughs> did it hey, all man, work out there i had a road atlas no i just didn't have what did i did i even have a smartphone at that point i don't remember i don't remember i don't think i don't know that i did so i mean i still i still did things even up until about six years ago with a freaking road atlas and maps and stuff i'd print out I was, i'm old school dude yeah i've been buying GF- gps and i've been bringing those on my europe road trips my american road trips just because i can't use data with my phone when i travel it's like a dollar a minute yeah but you know a little gps is fantastic or if you rent a gps in europe it's like 12 dollars a day Jeez. so i just bought one it's like i'm gonna be gone for 12 days with a car that's 144 dollars. right i'm just gonna buy one for 90 bucks and i'm gonna download my maps for free and i'm good to go right so now I've got it and I use it. It's fantastic. But yeah, on that on that trip, when we detoured, did the detour take us to Jesse James's gravesite, or was that pre-detour? And you're like, well, hey, do you want to go see something cool? That was pre-detour. We just, okay. we just, we just hit that because uh, where Jesse James is buried is a city called Kearney that's only like 20 miles north of, of Kansas City limits on the way up uh, up I-35. So and it, it totally on, made it me happy. That was yeah. awesome. Like it was such a such a treat to actually see something different than just you know wheat fields or whatever. Yeah, actually got yeah. to see something very Americana, very cool. And we had more time. I didn't drive you out to the farm, did I? I didn't. We no, no, we just went to the to the, the, the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 farmhouse is really interesting, and that's actually also where uh, I think Frank is buried there on the farm. His brother is, but hmm. Jesse's but Jesse's buried there in, in the cemetery uh, because because Frank because uh, what happened was is you know eventually their house became a museum and they used to give guided tours. So I mean Frank Frank James would actually be your tour guide in the early 1900s when I mean you know, when he's you know a little older. Obviously, so messed up. Yeah, up until up until near where he died, you could go out there and you'd pay a certain amount of money. And he'd give you a tour, tour of the farm and the house and everything while he lived there. It was a museum and he lived there, you know, so like, a, you know, you know, it's like his bedroom and he'd give the tour of the rest of the house. Really small place. But you go there now, it's still like the original carpet from the fucking 1800s. 
And so it's like MTV Cribs. He'd be like opening up the fridge and pulling out like all the yogurt and all the, you know, the energy drinks. He takes you up to his room and he's like, this is where all the magic happens. And you're looking at him like, what the fuck, man? But like he didn't get arrested. He wasn't like a criminal. He was loved. This was that this was after he got out of jail. Uh, okay. his, his, his mom, you know, his mom and his family, you know, lived there. And, uh, like you can see that, like, uh, they tried to bomb, they tried to kill Jesse James with a bomb. Like, I don't know whatever time period it was. And you can see the damage inside the house. Like, you know, it's like some of the marks from the explosion and stuff. And I think it killed like one of his other brothers or a relative or something in that, which, which is one of the reasons why he hated, uh, the authorities so much. Yeah. But, but, um, but so she lived there and, you know, and then, and then after Frank, I guess, got out of prison or whatever, and he, you know, he came back there and lived there with his mom and stuff. It is really cool history, you know, um, you know, to see. And, you know, one of the things that I've thought about doing, you know, speaking just kind of like a part of a road trip kind of conversation is this, is that I'm going to make a list of all the like attractions and like historical stuff here around Kansas city and around about an hour drive or less, and over the next couple of years, I'm going to try to hit a bunch of them because whenever the day comes when I sell and I move out of Kansas City, I'm not coming back here to visit, to go see all this little stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I need, I need to do it now while I'm here because whenever the day comes, if I move someplace like France or Italy or Vietnam or Mexico or wherever, I'm not coming back to Kansas City. My, my time here will be done. Well, that's why I made me happy to go see that stuff because it's not often I'm going to be in Kansas City, right? Yeah. I was there yeah. once for a Joe Con and like... I don't remember what year it was, 2009. 2009. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, one time to visit you to, to drive out to do the road trip. So, yeah. Oh, no, never mind. I, barbecue. I, 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 did, I did drive by to visit you a couple of years ago on, on a Chicago road trip. I, I detoured a seven hour yeah. detour to make yeah. sure I saw you for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. There was that. Well, it was either I, that I, or just keep driving through Kansas. Like, right. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so that was just on the way up. It was uh, it was before the uh, the unexpected detour uh, back in 2015. So so but it was it was good. I I, I I I it's only like the second or third time I've ever visited Jesse's grave. So what were your uh, like uh, what was going through your mind when I kept telling you to pull over at gas stations to look for snacks? Like I could be like, hey, pull in here. I want to find something. Pull in here. I want to find something. I don't know. I I don't think I really thought much about it. I just so like. Like, what the heck are you looking for? <laughs> I'm just looking for anything that I've never had before. Like, to find ranch bugles made me so happy. Yeah. It, like, made my day. Now, yeah, we'll get to the we'll get to the one thing that on that road trip that I really made my day, and I know it was one of your favorites, but we'll touch upon that here in a bit. So, not to mention that she was kind of cute, that cashier there. That little, I have no idea what town we <laughs> were in. No idea. I could probably never find it again. Ever. Oh, never I mean, again. We were just like taking random back roads at that point. Stopping uh, at Dollar yeah. Generals. Yeah. I guess we might as well go ahead and jump onto that since it's part of this, this road trip. So, I mean, so, so basically, you know, what happened was we were supposed to take, I think it's highway 36, which is like halfway between Kansas city and Des Moines. And it's a, and it's a small, smaller old highway that goes straight across uh, Iowa, like basically at the same what's the word, uh, longitude or latitude, whatever that, that Springfield's at, right? Because Springfield's about middle way in, in Illinois. That'd be latitude. Yeah, latitude. And so I had forgot that. So we missed that. And we went all the way up to Des Moines. And so we were going across on Highway 80, which is more along the level of like just south of Chicago, like on the latitude. So we were way too far north. 
And, uh, and I, and I realized that when I, I got the Atlas out again, I was like, <laughs> Oh dude, we missed our thing. You know, we need to head back down South. So we started taking all these like weird highways I've never been on. I mean, you're like, I'm sure you're like that. Thank God I trust this guy, Charles. I'm oh, going nowhere. At, at the end of the day, my only thought was, uh, I have a place to stay at a hotel somewhere. I'm good. Oh, I remember this because we got there kind of late and the line was already like, like long. Well, we, were, we, were like, we were, we were, we were expecting we had, the line. We have yeah. friends waiting for us. Yeah. So we were, we were way late for them. But I do like the fact that that was the year we discovered the, the, the joys of Kinko. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, made GI Joe collecting a lot better for the yes for the man, conventions. That was that was a brilliant hack, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, but but so so anyway, we're driving in the middle of nowhere, and so somewhere southeast of of Des Moines, on some back road in some small town, we go to a Dollar General, and so we're like, hey, let's stop here and check. I think I was going to check for Joe figures because they still had, I think they had the Joe's. The yeah, they had the Dollar General. Point. Yep, I remember that. But, but you were you were headed for the snacks. Yeah. And that's where we found the Holy Grail, right? Oh, well, fruity, one of the fr- Holy Grails to be. <laughs> fruity Pebbles cereal bars. Man, I tell you what, those things were delicious. Yeah, and they were, they were I used to buy them at Walmart and then they just were never found again. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe they had them there. I bought all of them, like, you know, five cases and that's all they had. I, I didn't remember that. All I know is I had a couple of them. And I never, I've never seen them since. Like that was the last pack I ever bought. Wow. That's a crying shame because those things were damn good. Yeah, they're really good. Like we have a uh, cinnamon toast crunch ones out right now in Canada and Lucky Charms ones. They're nowhere near as good as those Fruity Pebbles ones. Yeah. Well, I know, I know you as a, as a foodie hound, especially snack food trier, you yeah. know, it's always fun to find new stuff and, I hate it when I find something that's like really good and it just disappears off the market and doesn't take. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with people's taste? This should be huge. <laughs> well, that's how I felt about the, the ranch bugles. I found them once in, in like 2003 in California at a Walmart ranch flavored yeah. bugles. And I bought a big bag and everybody in the car ate them. We loved them. And I never saw them again until like 2014 or whatever. When I visited you, when was that 2014, 2000? 2014 or 2015 i can't remember which yeah so for some reason i'm thinking man i can't remember i'm bad yeah just 13 years later yeah i finally saw them again so it took me 13 years of stopping at gas stations and walmarts to find something that i really enjoyed and the irony of it now is i can find them here in canada they have them they have them at walmart so that's funny i've only bought one pack in the last like year of living out here because they aren't a novelty to me anymore because i can get them right right now, see, for me, this wasn't a road trip, but the thing that I found, and I've mentioned to this in other conversations we've had, is back around 1996, 1997, they had uh, Royal Crown Draft as a drink. So Royal Crown Soda, but it was called Draft, and it was called, okay. it was called, it was called Draft Premium Soda. And so it came in a 12-ounce bottle, like a beer bottle. I wish I still had one of the bottles. I, I Maybe I do in a box, you know me, but, uh, but, but it, it had like this premium foil label on it. And it said, you know, Royal crown draft on it. It was all embossed. It looked beautiful. And it was like the smoothest cola. I mean, you know, it's been 24 years now, so who knows? Maybe it's not that great. But at the time I thought, man, this is one amazing drink. And the only place you can get it now is like New Zealand. And I think maybe in certain parts of Australia, and it's not available anywhere else in the world. 
who who made it? Just the RC Cola. Royal, yeah, RC Cola. Which okay. I think I, I think Seven Up owns RC Cola now. But see, it was it was a premium drink because uh, you know I grew up in the seventies and the early seventies, and Royal Crown, just like most of the sodas, were still made with sugar before they with, went to the, the way they should be. The way they should be, right? Before they went to this high fructose corn syrup and they cheapened it out and everything. Yep. And uh, and when they did that, they really ruined the Royal crown taste for me. I can't drink regular Royal crown. It just, it's just bleh, not that great, but this Royal crown draft was a premium made with cane sugar, you know, kind of like the way premium root beers are, but it was a cola. And man, like I said, I would, I would, uh, I would pay probably 50 bucks for like a 24 pack or even like a 12 pack. I mean, even when I drink Dr. Pepper now, I see the bottle, I see the can, I want to try it. I buy it. I crack it open. And it just doesn't satisfy me like when I was a kid. Like Dr. Yeah. Pepper as a kid was just like gift from heaven. But you know the other thing that you know about soda pop when I was a kid, and I don't know what do you what do you call it up there in Canada? I call it soda pop. It's just pop. It. Just pop. Okay. Yep. I mean, I mean you get the term. You know, people just call it a Coke, no matter what it is. Give me one of those. Give me a Coke. We got yeah. Pepsi. Yeah, it's Coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, whatever. I, I was serving a table know. once, and they ordered a, a Coke, and I brought them Coke, and they're like, "No, I want the orange one." I was like, "What?" <laughs> what are you t- you ordered coke it's like yeah the orange one it's like that's not called coke you fucktard <laughs> exactly but uh but you know growing up in the 70s when you had glass bottles yeah and, and you had to pay a deposit on it you know you didn't have like in two liters didn't even exist yet then at that point and the whole plastic you know soda didn't even exist and you know you had cans of soda or you had bottles of soda and the bottles tasted better than the cans because the cans oh, had, the tinny, yeah, had a tinny taste to it. And, um, you know, you'd buy those little, like, gasket sealers you'd put on top of the soda because you wouldn't drink a whole soda. You know, it's no, a treat. Of course not. It's a it treat. Is, no, yeah. no, it's a treat. So, you know, you'd get, like, this tiny little, like, eight-ounce, you know, size little tiny cup like my grandma would give me sometimes. Like, you know, I was only, you know, six, seven years old. And I'd, and I'd pour out, you know, a little cup of it and I'd put the top back on, put it back on, and it was a treat. I didn't, I didn't sit down and eat my meal with the Coke. No. I, I had it, I had it as a separate special treat by itself. And so, you know, you savored it. You didn't just guzzle it down, like without even tasting it. You, you could, it was like, I don't know, for a kid, it's like the equivalent of a, an adult having a fine, you know, sipping scotch, you know, or something. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, <sighs> no, it's definitely you know? different now. Yeah. You know, now, now it's just whatever you go, you know, I mean, people put down, I mean, I've done it before. I mean, you put, you put down basically two liter bottles sometimes almost with a meal. You get a couple of like refills at a, yep. at a restaurant and dude, that's every bit of 40, 50 ounces of soda, you know, but I don't know. I think it just ruined the whole, uh, the whole, I think, I think in general that the culture now of food is just, it, it's just made it so, I don't know. It's like, it's like not as appreciated or, or it's just, it's just so commonplace that it, it's not even thought about anymore. It's like, you know, you think about certain things, you try them. And even now, years later, you remember, Oh my God, that was so good. And it's like, do people really have those kind of experiences now? I'm going to guess that they do, but some do. I have them with certain snacks I buy, but there's so many snacks out there that it's hard to find just that right one. Yeah, that 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 you have that feeling. There was a on that trip we stopped at a KFC, and I'm re, I'm bringing this up because it's to this, this day I still find it weird. <laughs> is this the KFC that was on that that town with like a really open high like a road? Yeah, yeah, we were like we were, it, it we were separated. Right on the, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like it was in, it was in a parking lot with like a bigger place behind it, and like we had to park and 
and yeah, we okay. I remember that. KFC. Yeah, yeah. I went to the we went to the KFC. I walked in. I'm looking at the menu, and in the states, it's different. Like we don't have extra crispy in Canada, and right. it's just it's just I don't know how to put it. There's no real rules with health, fast food <laughs> in the states, so things are a little bit different, which I like because it's like a treat for me. So I, I got my meal, whatever it was. I, I can't remember what I got at all. But then when you're ordering, you're just like, I'll get the six pack of gizzards. And I look over at you and I was like, are you fucking with her right now? And you, you just look at me. It's like, what did you just order? He's like, I ordered the six pack of gizzards. And I look up on the menu. I'm looking for it. It's like, what the, f- oh my God, they sell fucking gizzards here. And it just blew my mind that KFC sells deep fried gizzards in like six packs. And for you, it was just like, yeah, this is normal. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? This is normal. Well, I don't know if it was normal. I mean, I ordering gizzards because I like gizzards is normal. I don't know that it was normal for KFC because come to think of it, I never saw them at any KFC ever again. It's kind of okay. like you said, you know, I mean, I, I didn't come back to Kansas City. There was like gizzards on the menu. There's not gizzards on the menu now. I, I, you have to go to like some, you know, small, small like, chain. Like we have a, a, a chain called Go Chicken Go here. that has got like four stores in Kansas City. And you, can yeah. get a, you can get mixed chicken livers and gizzards like for like. Yeah, see, that's something you would pound. never have that in Canada. It's not a thing. Oh, like, it's man. just not it's, it's not a thing. And yeah. I, I've been to tons of KFCs, even in the States and worldwide. And nowhere have I ever seen <laughs> Gizzards on the menu, and I thought you were <laughs> fucking with her. Like I thought you were just like lying to her. She's, she's like, "Sorry, sir, I can't seem to find that." But she's like, six pack of gizzard," and she's punching it in. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then when you got it, I I looked at it. It looked like little hockey pucks. <laughs> Did you try one or not? No, hell no. It looked like a ball, of, like a flattened ball of deep fried shit. Like, I couldn't do it. You, I remember you saying they weren't as good as you'd hoped. No, but, no, they, they weren't. They were they were not they were not the best gizzards I've ever had, man. <laughs> no. And I've had gizzards at quite a few places. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a gizzard and I don't think I want to after seeing the little hockey pucks that you were eating. I don't know. It's, it's, to this day I still find it really odd. <laughs> I forgot all about that, man. Uh, yeah, that's it's great. That it was, was awesome. so it was so abnormal. <laughs> can I get a six me? pack of gizzards? <laughs> Oh, you were kidding. Can I, get like, some, can I get some possum ass? <laughs> I was like, wait, they sell that out here? They got fried possum ass here. That's amazing. Yeah. Some Rocky Mountain oysters right next to it. <laughs> you, you know what? I, you know, I really wish that I know this is when we kind of met, kind of not in person, but I really wish you'd made it down to that New Orleans trip because the food down there was just amazing. Yeah, no, I, I do. I mean, if I had made it down there, we never would have met. Yeah, it's true. Right. So it's, it's good that I didn't make it down to that trip. And we exactly. just communicated online with, you know, dick pics and whispering and you, sweet and, nothings. And you, and you trusted me to send me like a grand. <laughs> yeah. It's like $1,200 US. Hey, yeah. send, send it to me. I'll hook you up. I'm like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> uh, it all worked out though. Man, you know what? We were a lot more trusting about 10 years ago than I think we are on the internet now. <laughs> there, is, there is no fucking way I would send $1,200 to anybody. <laughs> even a relative (laughs) right back then you were a stranger Uh, i was like yeah sure i I trust you'll send me the stuff that i hear you say you're gonna buy for me (laughs) but yeah yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about that joke on on a different show because that's (laughs) yeah that's a story onto its own oh man that 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 kfc was it was kind of weird. I, I remember us going in there and there wasn't a whole lot of people in there. Cause I think no. we were eating like at some like two o'clock in the afternoon or something. Like we, we missed lunch because of all the stuff and we were trying to find a place to eat. 
And KFC is pretty safe. Like, you know, yeah. chicken, chicken and fries. It's not that, it's not that hard to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Unless you get gizzards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't get gizzards at KFC boys. And girls. That's, <laughs> that's my lesson for you today. I, I so. would recommend not getting them anywhere, but that's, <laughs> that's the Canadian. And it's ah, not a thing, man. Some gizzards and some, some good gravy to dip it in, man. You're that's good stuff here. Well, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. There's probably something, you know, uniquely in, in, in Canada that, that I wouldn't eat. I mean, you have like fried beaver up there. Uh, if we do, I don't, I don't know. I think it's probably a protected animal. So I doubt it. It's like saying, Hey, Wolverines on a stick. It's like, yeah, I'm in the States. Uh, can I get one of them uh, bald eagles on a platter? I'm sorry, sir. We don't actually sell those. Damn. So yeah, you're not gonna we're not gonna chop up a national I, animal for you. I'm kind of curious what a bald eagle would taste like. Hopefully, it tastes like chicken. Chicken, <laughs> yeah, but you know, chicken won't get you 20 years in jail. You're like, I'll get a uh, six bald eagle gizzards, please. <laughs> yeah, can I have a condor fucking drumstick? <laughs> like a buzzard? No, thank you. So yeah, uh, that among uh, many other road trips, I find I do a lot of road trips in the States and doing those road trips. I don't know if it's my body not being used to the lack of rules when it comes to food processing in the States, because <laughs> pretty much anything goes right. Like the, the amount of the amount of chemicals and stuff in the food kind of boggles my mind. But every time that the guys and I are on a road trip down in Montana, it takes about an hour into eating gas station and food in the states where we we have to take a take a dump like yeah. our first stop all the time in great falls is like the four of us will get out of the truck uh-huh. and we'll all go straight to the bathroom and all take massive liquid shits <laughs> and it, it's not like you shit like that at home for, <laughs> well, some reason, for some reason eating the u.s food just it and there's so much of it and it's so good it tastes great that's why we keep buying it but we spend a lot of time taking dumps like we destroy oh. bathrooms i remember being at, <laughs> i remember being on a road trip to california with two friends uh two canadian friends so we're we're down in california we're heading on the way back and we're somewhere around portland oregon we stopped off at uh burger king oh, so it's about it a, right there well, it's about <laughs> a six, six hour drive to, we, we rented a car we dropped our car off at the airport in bellingham and we picked up a rental to do the california portion of the trip so after we picked up our rental car at the airport and we started doing the California portion of the trip on our way back, we stopped and had a new brisket burger at Burger King. Okay. And, you know, only two of us ate it. The other guy just, you know, got a Whopper or whatever. And like four and a half hours into the drive, our stomach started turning. Like the two of us were just like, Oh my God, we need a bathroom. We need a bathroom. It was like 10 o'clock at night. There was nothing open where we were. We needed to get like, okay, well, we just need to get to the airport. We can take a shit there when we drop off the rental car and pick up our car. And I remember us pulling into the Bellingham airport and I was driving and I pretty much just parked the car, took the keys out, threw it at my friend Mark and said, you take the car back to the rental place. Andrew and I are going to take a dump right now. And Andrew and I ran into the bathroom. Andrew kicks open the bathroom door. There's two stalls. We both sit in it. And just explode. Oh my God. What I heard coming out of Andrew's stall was terrible. And then I hear him say like, Oh dear God, it burns. And then all of a sudden I did the exact same thing and he started laughing and I started laughing. And then he's like, look down, look down. And I looked down and he has his hand under the stall with his phone. And he took a picture of what he just took a dump of. 
he's like, what does yours look like? And I just look between my legs. I'm like, it looks the same. <laughs> and so we destroyed the bathroom for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, just like liquid. It was like a, oh, like a, like a froth on top of the water, like a pond scum. And we, you know, we, we clean ourselves up and we were laughing about it and laughing. And we go out to the car rental place and Mark is like, why are you guys laughing? And then Andrew showed him a picture and he's like, what the fuck happened to you? He's like, well, just be thankful. You didn't have the brisket burger at BK because this is what it does to your body. Mar- it melts it. Oh, so yeah, we, we, we dubbed that dump the Bellingham. That's what we called it. So, and Mark is like, Hey, um, did you leave, did I leave my phone in the car? I was like, what? He's like, my phone, I can't find my phone. So we go back to the, the rental car. We look through all everything we can. We look through our bags. And apparently Mark left his phone somewhere. So then I was like, did you leave it at the Burger King? Because if we go back, we should probably get that brisket burger. <laughs> and Andrew's <laughs> like, I'm not fucking putting that in my mouth again. And uh, yeah, Mark ended up leaving it at Target on the toilet paper dispenser. So they wouldn't mail it to him. They said that due to safety reasons, he had to prove it was his. So he had to come down and unlock it. And they wow. wouldn't unlock it for him if he gave the password because they didn't want to have access to his phone because they didn't want him to sue for them having access to his oh phone. Oh my god! So he had a yeah. He and his wife went down the next weekend for you know road trip. They went and spent the night in Portland, Oregon, and he picked up his phone. But they did not go to Burger King. <laughs> That's a damn shame. <laughs> he he should have like tried to test his marriage and had her yeah. eat that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they could have done the triple Bellingham, but it didn't happen. Yeah, you, you know you're in trouble on a road trip if you're just driving along and everything's nice and peaceful and quiet. All of a sudden, you hear this gurgle, and it sounds like somebody just dropped a can of Drano, like oh <laughs> the worst can of Drano, and all you hear is just like gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. And then that you're like, oh, so terrible. Yeah. But it always happens in the States. Like all, all of us feel terrible when we eat food down there, but we can't stop because it tastes delicious <laughs> and it's stuff that we don't get out here. So, uh, does that happen to wow. you on road trips or? Oh, it can, depending on what I have. I mean, I, I tend to know what I, what, uh, what I can eat and can't eat, you know, and obviously if I try someplace new or different, I'm taking my, my butt in God's hands. Cause I saw uh, you downing like those wasabi peas for like an hour. Oh my God. Those are awesome. And I was like, that's not going to rip through you like lava. Like, no, no, those don't really mess me up at all. I haven't had some of those for years though now. So who knows? I couldn't but, do it. The, the one of the worst experiences I had, and this is funny because I told it at his at his funeral, <laughs> was uh, me and uh, my friend Kurt flew out to Los Angeles. This is about oh god, when was this like 90, 94, 95, somewhere in there. We met up with the, uh, a friend of ours from to the Netherlands, Marcel, and he brought a friend with him from North, uh, from the Netherlands as well, a guy named Frank. And so all four of us were staying together. And we were staying in this hotel right off of Highway 101 and Hollywood Boulevard called the Hollywood Downtowner, right? And, and okay. the owner, the, the owner of the place was Dutch. That's why he was staying there, because like, like you know, like recommended like within the family kind of thing. And this guy was carrying a piece, and it was, we, and we were right next to like, like these, like this Vietnamese section of of downtown Hollywood. So like, we were right there on the edge of like, like regular Hollywood, and then like right next to us was kind of like like Vietnam town, you know? Yeah. And so it was a really interesting neighborhood, but it wasn't always the, uh, it was, let's just put it this way. It could be a little dodgy at night. So, you know, the, the owner of the, the, of the, of the hotel had a piece on it. I mean, you could tell he had it under his, his jacket. Right. You know, I'm like, well, I guess we're safe. He's armed. Right. <laughs> so, so anyway, Kurt is friends, uh, was friends with a lot of the guys in armored saint. And so we ended up. That's a band. Yeah. Yeah. It's a band. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. A band. 
And so he he knew the drummer, uh, Gonzo uh, Sandoval, pretty well. And so Gonzo called us up one of the nights when we were down there and said, hey, you know, why don't you come out to the house? So we drove out to his house and, you know, we hung out there for a while. It's like the middle of the night, like one or two o'clock in the morning. And he's like, hey, man. And we're all hungry. So he's like, let's go to Tommy Burgers. You ever been to Tommy Burgers out I've in LA? Ne- I've never been to Tommy Burgers. Well, here's the thing about Tommy Burgers. Pretty much everything you get there is covered in chili. Like okay. the fries, the burgers, the whatever. Anyway, so we're at Tommy Burgers in somewhere in North Hollywood, uh, up, up near where he lives at, like one o'clock in the morning. And we're all getting like, you know, really stupid stuff. I mean, I was 23 or 24, so I was pretty stupid eating at that point. So, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm getting like a, a double chili cheeseburger and chili fries. And we're all eating just all this stuff with chili and jalapenos, <laughs> all kinds. I mean, literally just death to me right now, you know, yeah. at my age. And, uh, you know, we, we took him back. We, you know, it was pretty much the end of the night. We dropped him back off. So we went back to the hotel. And all and we were all four sharing one hotel room, like two beds. We were all, you know, whatever. And, you know, we all passed out. And we, we woke up in the morning, and the smell in that room, <laughs> that smell in that room, it was, when I woke up, it was literally like, it was just ass. It was just nothing but ass. I mean, everybody had been farting all night long in this closed room and we're like opening the window i mean it was just probably like a, like you could like see a wave <laughs> of funk roll out of the room and and uh, yeah i told that at kurt's funeral <laughs> that story but um yeah that was an experience i will never ever forget is is would you go back time. oh the food was awesome i don't i wouldn't do it at two o'clock in the morning that's for sure i mean i don't I, you know i don't have enough you know tums for that at this point but but uh, yeah, I mean, man, we used to eat some pretty bad stuff on the road when we were in California. That's for sure. We we've learned like I live on the prairies, right? So it's very flat, very f- houses and towns few and far between. So a lot of empty road, right. empty space. Right. So I've learned that you keep a roll of toilet paper in the trunk. You just do because you never know when you need to pull over, right? Right. Guy, guy or girl, toilet paper is helpful. Yes. And I remember taking one of my employees, like we, I would usually take employees down to Montana for a weekend. So when they, you know, when they turn 18 and their parents let them go on the road trip and they have a passport, you know, me and a couple of the other older guys would take the 18 year old kid down to Montana and teach him the ways of eating really shitty food. That's really bad, (laughs) really cheap. So it's okay. And we were driving through this area called special area. Number two, I think it's probably about 450 kilometers of wheat fields, nothing. Jesus. There, there's like, there's a coal mine, but there's no, no gas stations, no hotels. There's nothing. <clears throat> so he's like, what happens if you have to take a dump? We're like, well, there's toilet paper in the back of the truck. So you just pull over. He's like, are you, are you serious? You just shit on the side of the road. I was like, well, we haven't had to do it yet, but if you do, <laughs> it's always the first time I have toilet paper. He's like, there's no fucking way I'm going to sit in the side of the road and take a shit. I was like, well, I mean, it's only so long you can hold it in for it before it starts to come out. So then we just drive, we go to Montana, we do our weekend. And on the way back, we hit special area number two. He's like, hey, can you guys uh, pull over a sec? I need to go to the bathroom. We're like, yeah, sure. So we pull over and he gets out. He's just looking around. I was like, what are you looking for? There's there's nobody here, man. There's nothing. There's wheat fields. Just go take your piss. He's like, the, the thing is, uh, I don't I don't need to take a piss. I'm like, then why do we pull over? He's like, I actually need to take a shit. And I kind of need that toilet paper. I was like, this is the kid who said, I'm never shitting on the side of the road. Right. He's like, I, I really need to go like right now. So yeah, we gave him the roll of toilet paper and he did his business. And he's like, so am I the first? I'm like, you're the first. Um, <laughs> he, we, his nickname at work was uh, Cheese Dick. 
<laughs> but we we wanted to call it eloquently, so we change it to we translate it to French, and it's Pipi du Fromage. So <laughs> that's the name we called him. And uh, I haven't seen him for years. And then I saw him when I was voting two years ago, and he was there with looked like his grandparents or something at li- at the lineup at the church or whatever to do the the in person voting. And I walk up, I go, Bonjour, Pipi du Fromage, comment ça va? And he just looks at me, he's like, I don't, I don't know you. He's like, Pipi du Fromage, how are you? And his grandparents are looking at him like, who is this crazy long-haired guy with tattoos talking in French to you? And he's just trying to smile and say, I don't know you, I don't know you. It's like, Pipi du Fromage, you know me. So if, if they understood any French, they would know that we're calling him Dick Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's such a... Yeah. He's kind of a fucked up kid. It was a good trip, though. <laughs> All I can think of when I when I think of the fact that you know that you're running a, a restaurant is that you know pillow pants. The, yeah. The, the, the troll That's that lives the in the troll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think of clerks, clerks too? Yeah, clerks too. Oh my god! I wish I ran a place like that. Like movies, that'd be amazing. There's only one trilogy, and it is not of the rings. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frodo just bricks in Sam's mouth. <laughs> Hell, your shirt sack. It's cool, man. I'm taking it back. <laughs> this burger tastes like piss and flies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. And unfortunately, I run a pretty clean restaurant, so that's yeah. That's yeah. not what I do. You don't have you don't have your own version of a Jay and Silent Bob out front. <laughs> no, I, I wish I did. That'd be amazing. But it's minus 40 most of the year, so they freeze <laughs> to death. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's that statue outside? Oh, that's just a frozen, frozen drug dealer. <laughs> frozen pee-pee du fromage. Yes, pee-pee du fromage. Uh, so did we go anywhere else that was weird or cool on that trip uh, in, in the spring? I don't think so. Uh, our friend Edwin took us to uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives location. To the, oh, the, I remember the, that. The, the corn dog place uh, off of Route 66, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I actually went there another time on another trip. Uh, like a couple of years later really nice yeah so yeah. yeah it struck you as a good place that you'd visit twice yeah yeah it was i enjoyed good. it it was a good burger yeah i would totally i would love to do like a road trip and just do the whole the whole quote route 66 thing and just travel from like chicago out to california or whatever and just spend a couple of weeks doing that stuff obviously i don't have that much time off right now but someday i i, I know a guy who would do that with you yeah, I bet you do. I, I do, except he probably wouldn't have any brisket burgers at Burger King. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> and I'm going to stay away from the gizzards at KFC. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we could find some gizzards in KFC. We could probably, probably find some rattlesnake burgers or something. And, and speaking of weird food, this is the reason why I mentioned New Orleans earlier. I had blackened gator when I was down there, and it was delicious. So what, what's the flavor of gator? It tastes like chicken. <laughs> Does it really? No, I mean it does a little bit. I mean it's white meat. I mean, yeah, I, I can't describe it. It's like I haven't had it enough times so that I could really describe it, and it's been eight years. You know, I mean it's hard okay. to remember. All I know is that it was damn delicious. That and grilled clams are amazing. Yeah, see, I had I, those like twice. Seafood, I can't do oh. any anything that lives in. Well, I mean, let me phrase that. I would do a, I would do a gator, but I, I couldn't do like clams or shrimp or anything that smells fishy. I just can't do it. Oh well, you definitely wouldn't like etouffee then. I would, I would try the I would try the gator for sure. Yeah, gator. I, you totally try the, the gator's good. The gator's good. I mean, you know, still a reptile, but you know, it's yeah. not fish. It's not no. fish. 
and, and I and I had I had I've had like fried and popcorn gator a couple different places. One once down in Florida, and once uh, like right near Austin when I was driving down to, to San Antonio one year. That was pretty good. But the blackened gator way better. Um, was it just so, like a, like a steak or like a burger, or how they how'd you how'd you get it? Have you ever had? Well, you, since you don't like fish, you never really had blackened fish, really. Have, I've had, had blackened like Cajun, Cajun sandwich. Stuff? I've had a blackened okay. Cajun chicken sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think think about kind of style, kind of like that. Only it's yeah. only it's only it's gator. You know. I mean, okay. I've I've had I've had rattlesnake and some other kind of snake before too. I wouldn't really recommend that, but it was okay. But uh, you know, not much meat on a snake, but you can get quite a bit off of a gator, I guess. You know. So, you know, gator, uh, the swamp's deer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. All I know is I watched that show. Was it Bayou People or whatever? Like shoot yep. them, shoot them. <laughs> I mean, sell the gator hide, eat the gator. You know, and sell the sell the teeth. Man, you, you can make some money if you're a gator hunter. Now, me personally, I will I will stick to hunting hydraulic parts and not gators. So, you know, a lot safer. I'm just I'm not going to hunt anything. I mean, I'll go hunting, but I'd rather just get it prepackaged in a you know grocery store. Yeah. Yep. You ever had moose? I have had moose. I've had elk, deer, uh, bison. Yeah. Yeah. We had a we had a bison burger here at AW last year. So that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, grass-fed bison burger. It was all right. I mean, I still prefer a regular beef burger. I've had like bison steak, but like I remember getting like a a bison medallions and like you know, whipped potatoes at a a restaurant in Las Vegas. That was good. You, You ever had a really good pork burger? pork burger i know i've yeah. had like schnitzel burger but i've no, never no. had a ground pork, pork burger yeah ground pork burger no i've never had that uh, that was a really great place here I, like i said if the rarity ever happens you're in kansas city again you might get to experience that well, and i mean you'll be sad to know that they used to have gizzards but they quit selling them <laughs> <laughs> it's just when i when i hit kansas city my first thought is always barbecue it's yeah well yeah like the, the place that we went to, the friend I was with Zach, when you took us out for lunch that day, he yeah. still talks about how great that barbecue was. So yeah. Yeah. Happy camper. Hey, I, I got some places I think will even beat that. I tell oh, you what, I, I hope I, so. I, I will, I will take you to this place. It's like, like, you know, like, you know, there, there's like, there's like Oklahoma. Well, it's Joe's now, but Oklahoma Joe's, you know, there's the, the kind of bigger, you know, whatever, you know, kind of store, you know, barbecue joints. Yeah. And there's the barbecue joint. that's like, basically a shack and some 80 year old guy named Rufus is running it. And see, and that's, that's where the, I want to go. That's the place you want to go. And there's this yeah. place that there's this place called Ricky's pit that, uh, that the, the guy has here in Kansas city. That's where I'd take you this next time. And I think it'll, I think it'll even blow away Joe's. I mean, it's just good. I mean, I, so, when I was there years, like before I met you, Jack stack was like the barbecue place I went to. And then I went every day for like four days. Oh yeah, it's it's still really good. It's oh, just yeah. probably one of the more expensive places. It was just in, in, we were just wandering around. Like we had the kid, the stroller. We're just all of a sudden I smelt something. I was like, "What's that? What's that?" And they're like, "They're like, what do you mean? What's that?" I, go, I smell barbecue. Like we're in an industrial area here. This is weird. I turned a corner. There's like a little tiny out, outside mall kind of thing with like four, uh-huh. four or five restaurants and stuff. Yeah, went in. Jack Stack was amazing. It was really yeah. good. And we went back like four days in a row. Like we kept going back to it. Well, was that a crown center that you went to? I could or honestly. Was... Well, we stayed at the Joe Con Hotel, which probably would have been. Oh, that was the Hilton. Or it, the, was, the it was. It was. It was close to the. the it was yeah. a five minute walk to the train station, and then probably about 
maybe 20 minute walk over like an overpass to that jack stack. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I know where that one's at. Okay. I couldn't yeah. tell you where it is. I couldn't even find no, no, it no. on a map if I was there. I know where it's at. I know where it's at. They used to have a Fitz's restaurant here for a while, but they closed it there at the train station, which was really good. I went to that. I went to one of those when I was in St. Louis. It was really good. Yeah. It's like Fitz, Fitz's root beer. So they have like a restaurant yep. and they have, and they have like the bottling facility there. So you can sit there while you're eating and watch the bottles going through the plant and stuff. It's oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. So right there. Like that. Yeah. It was right there in Strawberry Hill. It's right there near that club that uh, until he died, Chuck Berry played one night a month there that they let him, uh, he played like an hour once a month just to make enough money to cover his bills and stuff. And so this club, oh, wow. he, only, he only played like an hour. And uh, that's where there's like a statue dedicated to, to Chuck Berry there. It's like right close to the restaurant. There's a really kick-ass like record store. It's called the, it's like the, like the Strawberry Hill area in St. Louis, something like that, but really cool. I would like know. to do that. Yeah. I've never been to St. Louis, so. No, St. Louis is pretty cool. A lot of things although, to do there. Although I would like to only work an hour a month to pay all my bills. Well, that's that too. That would, that would be well, a nice treat. You know, if you could just somehow, you know, have the same uh, ability as what's her name? Bad baby who made a million dollars in six hours on OnlyFans. Well, she doesn't have to work again for who knows ever. Yeah. You know, you know who that is? So she was that catch me outside girl. I, that, I that find that really yeah. weird because yeah. after you and I did that, that threesome thing we talked yeah. about that my my friend listened to the show and he texted me he's like hey you know that girl that cashed me outside she just made a million dollars on only fans i'm like what yeah. the fuck yeah exactly exactly i tell you what you know i mean uh, i have no shame if i was a hot 18 year old girl and somebody told me okay look you can make enough money like in a year or two, just basically showing yourself off completely that you don't ever have to work again the rest of your life. If you're smart with your money, I'd be like, show me where to spread because I would be like, totally like, man, I'd make the money and then just disappear, change my name or whatever, and just have a totally normal life and just have a ton of cash in the bank. See, you're saying if you're an 18 year old girl, you do that. Fuck. I do that right now. If somebody well, yeah. said, hey, uh, all you got to do is send this guy a bunch of dick pics. You can make like, you know, 500 bucks a week. I'm like, uh, that's a pretty good deal, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, but it ain't going to happen. But I'm, I'm way past the boy toy stage. I'm, I'm at the age where I'm supposed to be the sugar daddy. But right now, the best I could do is maybe Splenda on a good day. So, <laughs> you know, Splenda daddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's some sweet and low. Uh, <laughs> show me a little bit of ball sack. Yeah. You know? <laughs> No, no. At this so, point, at this point in life, I should have my own mansion in the grotto, like like Hugh Hefner, you know. But unfortunately, I have a I have a a stock tank. That's a thing in the Midwest, a stock tank. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. Like, like you ever seen like uh like like uh, like horses have like the big round like watering like steel yeah. thing? That's a yeah. stock tank. Okay. So <laughs> just poor definitely not a grotto. Tank. No, it is not. It is. That is. That is some. That is some redneck. Uh, that's some. That's some redneck uh, hot tub right there. Just, just put some fire underneath it. So when it comes to road trips on your end, with me not included, does anything stick out at all? Like, have you, uh, other than you know the, the guys farting up a storm in, in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't really a road trip. I mean, it was a road trip because I wasn't in Kansas City, but I flew out there now. As far as road trips have gone in my life, um, you know, most of the times on my road trips are by myself because uh, I don't really, you know, I traveled with my wife, you know, my ex-wife now a couple of times and that was, that was okay. 
uh, you know, except for the fact that, you know, when you're traveling with your, your significant other, it's usually about trying to make them happy and not really just relaxing. It's not really all that fun sometimes to do a road trip with, uh, with your partner, or at least it hasn't been for me. Um, I'm not to say that I haven't had some good ones, but most of the time it was more almost stressful than, than just doing it by myself. Um, most of my trips have been by myself. So, uh, you know, I don't have any things I share with people. It's just my personal stories, like driving from here to St. Louis and seeing a concert. And then the next day driving all the way from St. Louis to Gettysburg by myself and, you know, being lost in like the backwoods of the Appalachians, trying to find a hotel at like midnight. Cause I would have been driving for 14 hours, you know, and just see that's, you that's know. an adventure. I want to hear that story. <laughs> I mean, when we were driving and we saw those, there was a tornado warning, right. And we saw those, like those uh, tornado chaser, storm chaser vans whip by us. I'm like, oh, yeah. follow them. You're like, why? <laughs> I was like, cause I want to see what they see. You're like, we're not going to follow them. You have no idea what's at the other end of that road. It's like, I do. There's a tornado. You're like, no, no, this car won't survive. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Cause I've never seen a tornado. So it's like, what are you talking right. about? Let's, let's just right. go where the van goes. And you're like, <laughs> fuck that. We're not, we're going to die. If we go where the van goes, <laughs> we don't have armor. This yeah, is a so, Toyota. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess I had to believe you because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And then your tire died. Remember we had to get a tire at a Walmart. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that, man. We really, we took a long time to do that four hour drive. <laughs> it was like, it was like the equivalent of a Gilligan's Island trip. You know I yeah. mean? It's like, it was supposed to be a four hour tour and it turned into like a half, like a whole day long event. We didn't roll into Springfield until like seven o'clock at night. We left at like eight or nine in the morning or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Did we, we went to, you picked me up at the hotel, the airport. Did I, yeah. did we go to Waffle House for breakfast or did you come out the night before and we went late night? I remember we went to Waffle House because I don't I don't get to go to Waffle House very often, and I, I love. Think those, I, I think I got you in the morning. I think yeah, I love those yeah. little crispy pancakes and the the onions inside my my hash browns. I love that shit. Oh, Waffle yeah. House is my my jam on a road trip. If I'm out in the Midwest, I love that place. Waffle Waffle Houses are uh, are good. At least they're back open now around here. I mean, they're only they're not open 24 hours a day yet. They're only open part of the day, which is yeah. bull crap. I mean, half the point of having a Waffle House is a, a 3 a.m. experience. You know? Yeah. Well, that's that's my that's my goal when I'm down there. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um. But uh, man, I'll tell you a road trip story that was really fun. Here's here's a good one. Didn't really involve food, but one of the first times I ever travel outside of the, the of Kansas city. And I was by myself. I was, I, I wasn't 21 yet, but I was going to stay out there. So I, I came out to LA for the foundations form in 1991, yeah. 1991. And I took a whole week off so that and I could you stay drove out from there. Kansas city. No, to no, no, no. Flew out there. Okay. We, so I did the foundations form with my friend, Kurt and, uh, and some other people from Kansas city that were there. And then they all went home and I stayed in Los Angeles by myself in 1991. Mind you, I had never, I traveled to LA once before. And other, other than that, I'd always been on trips with family or anywhere. I'd never been that far away from home by myself ever. And, you know, this is Los Angeles, 1991. No such thing as cell phones. Yeah. Um, I basically had a road atlas um, and like descriptions of where things were. And, and so I was out in Los Angeles by myself for a week. I didn't know anybody. So of course, you know, I was paranoid as crap all the time because I'm a Kansan alone in LA, which of course is like, holy crap, that's scary. <laughs> you know, this, okay. I mean, Kansas city at the time was probably like a million people. This is like 
18 million people or whatever, you know, yeah. the highways were scary as crap. I mean, so, so I'm out there and I'm driving around, I'm going to record stores, I'm shopping, I'm eating at different places, trying different food, ended up spending about three days <clears throat> down in Newport beach. And that was pretty fun. It's got a hotel room. And I just went down to the beach and just read books on the, on the, the beach and checked girls out and, you know, just relax for a few days. So middle of the week, there's supposed to be this concert playing up in Long Beach. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to drive up to Long Beach. I, I can do that, right? So get in the rental car. I'm driving up through Long Beach. I mean, and and so I didn't know that Los Angeles gets bad fog, just like the way San Francisco does. So here I am. It's like whatever time at night. It's like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I'm driving up. They're trying to find this place. I'm, I'm, I don't know where things are. Like I said, again, I don't have, you know, there's no such thing as GPS, no cell phone, no whatever. You can't see street signs until you're literally like right yeah. next to them. And so I didn't know this and I don't know. And I didn't know what a traffic circle was at this point. Life, <laughs> right. Okay. We don't have, we didn't have traffic circles. We had like one traffic circle in Kansas city, right. In the middle of like this boulevard here. And so Long Beach has a very famous traffic circle in it. It's right near where the Queen Elizabeth II is. Now, I didn't know all this until later. So so there's this big-ass traffic circle, and I get to it. And so I'm like, okay, well, I, I went around, and I thought I went all the way around to the point where I was going straight again. I didn't. I turned right. Well, turning right in Long Beach will take you right up into what's known as Compton. Nice. <laughs> now, I had just seen Boys in the Hood, couple of years prior to this. So I did know, okay, I didn't know right away where I was at, but I did yeah. know that in, in the movie Boys in the Hood, the famous movie starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ice Cube, of course, uh, there is referenced a place called Crenshaw Boulevard yep. in that movie, right? So I'm driving and I'm like, this really doesn't look like Long Beach. I mean, things were getting a little sketchy looking. I mean, it was like, you know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, middle of the week. Hard, there was nobody on the road foggy you couldn't see i mean it was it was horrible couldn't see anywhere which is a good thing i'm guessing for me at that point uh being a single white guy in a rental car in compton uh <laughs> and i'm driving around trying to figure out where i'm at looking at an atlas like yeah you, you know pulling over on the side of the street in compton with a with a light on you know looking <laughs> at a map you know not knowing where i was and i finally came across and i'm looking for a road signs and i saw the sign crenshaw boulevard and i said I am definitely not in Long Beach. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and so I basically just uh, found the next place I could turn around and drove right back to the traffic circle and then just drove back to my hotel. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to this club. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. And the fog was so bad that I missed. I, I mean, it was like I, I didn't get home till like two o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was just bad. I, I ended up missing my my. Uh, my exit to get back. And then I was like 20 miles South of Newport beach. And I mean, it was just, it, dude, the fog was just literally like so thick. You could cut it with a knife. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, you couldn't see really past your hood. I mean, you're, you know, you had lights on it. It was just basically making the fog bright in your face. That's all it was doing. And, and, and thankfully, like I said, there was hardly anybody on the road. Uh, or, I mean, I, I can't believe I made it back to my hotel without dying. I mean, it was one of the scariest nights of my life. I mean, I was, you know, I wasn't even 21 yet by myself. Yeah. I had nobody with me. I'm like, man, if I go around a corner too fast, I go off the side of a highway. I was driving along on the, on the highway right next to the ocean. I, you know, I mean, this is, this is pretty freaked out stuff, you know? Yeah. But now you can look back and say, I've done it. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And now I've done even sketchier stuff, like walking down a, an alley for like about half a mile in Azerbaijan in the middle of the night, you know, and 
that wasn't a brilliant idea. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, walking across downtown Los Angeles for like six miles in the middle of the night after a festival because uh, there was couldn't find a taxi. So I'm just wandering around until I get near a group of people. If they look sketchy. I just act crazy. And then so they wouldn't mess with me. You know, I remember being in uh, Athens, Greece with my friend many years ago. And we were up up top at the the Parthenon, the Acropolis, oh, yeah? whatever's at the wow. top of the, the hill there. And we started walking down. There's all these shops and gift shops and these houses and these markets. And he's like, hey, so our, our hostel is just over there that way, right? I was like, yeah, like, you know, 20 minute walk and it's on that road. He's like, I'm, I'm going to head back. You want to meet me there later? It's like, I have to finish doing my laundry. It's like, yeah, that's fine. So I'm going through all these shops and stuff. I'm looking for, I don't know what I was looking for, just like stuff. It was the, the tail end of my trip. And I, I promised that I'd bring some stuff home from some friends. So I was trying to find just trinkets. And I'm going through the shops, going through the shops. And all of a sudden the sun starts to set and I get down to the bottom of the hill and I'm looking now I'm like downtown Athens and I'm looking around. It's like, I have no idea where I am right now because from the top of the hill, I can see where the hostel is. Right. But now I'm flat and I have no idea which direction the hostel's in because I zigzagged in between all these markets all the way down. So I started walking and started walking. It's, it's now dark. You know, it's like an hour later. I was like, I have no fucking clue where I am. My best bet is to walk back up to the top of that hill and back down the way I came from when we went up. But I was like, this is so stupid. I'm just I'm going to call a cab. Not a big deal. A hail cab. Right. So I'm starting to get nervous. I got like keys in my knuckles, like ready to, you know, ready to rumble in case some shit. I don't speak the language. I'm a right. total foreigner. And then a cab, like I, I signal to a cab, they pull over and I ask if he speaks English. And he says, yes. And I said, I'm looking for the name of this hostel. Can, can you take me there? And he just looked at me and he just drove away. I was like, okay. So I didn't ask anything wrong. He spoke English. Did I say the name wrong? So I'm looking at my little guidebook thing. You're like, no, that's, that's the name of the hostel. All right. So then I start walking for like, you know, two more minutes down the road and I signal for another cab and they pull over and I was like, Hey, uh, do you speak English? He said, yes. And I said, can you take me to this hostel? He looked at me. He's like, why do you want to ride there? I was like, because I'm lost. And he's like, if you look over there, it's two buildings away. And I look over like, Oh, cool. Thanks. So the first guy was just mad because he would have driven me half a block. Right. And I had no idea where I was, but I saw the hostel. I was like, all right, I know where I am. So in a roundabout way, I actually used my judgment and ended up where I was supposed to end up, but it did it in a huge circle. I, it should have taken me 20 minutes and it took me over an hour and a half to get there. Wow. But I was, I was getting nervous. It's getting super late at night. And yeah, that's also, you know, pre-cell phone. So exactly. I'm just wandering around in the dark in a foreign city, but <clears throat> you know, all... people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get it. I mean, I've had those experiences too. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is people don't get it that have had cell phones as long as they've been alive, they have no idea what it's like and how terrifying it can be to be by yourself in an area that you're not familiar with. I yeah. mean, it, it, it is, it is, uh, it, it definitely, you know what, it, I think it definitely helped show how much ingenuity you have inside of you that you don't have that that ubiquitous just oh where am i beep but yeah you know yeah i remember on that trip there was so many times that we didn't have anything booked in the city we got to so we had to book something we got there right but there was there was no wi-fi it didn't exist so we would have to go into a hotel we'd have to pay them euros to use their internet on their you know in their business center <clears throat> right it's now you can walk the streets of amsterdam and there's amsterdam city wi-fi like you can literally walk down the street connected to the city wi-fi yeah and back then cool. you, you couldn't, you'd have to pay. We, we probably spent 20 euros a day paying for internet at the hostels and stuff just to send emails and book our next hostel. Right. 
And now it's everything's Wi-Fi everywhere you go. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I, I, it makes me think of another another food experience since we're still kind of on a food experience road trip. Uh, was one time when I went to Germany in 2008 and I stayed at this little hostel type place and, the, and they had like a little like it was almost like a public house a little bit. It's kind of like a small little like pub in the bottom yeah. and, then, and then they had rooms upstairs and I had no idea what anything was like the venue wasn't in English. It was in German. And I'm just kind of like, ah, you know, pick something or whatever. And they brought something out that I swear it looked like a meat equivalent of a fruitcake, you know, like it cle- cle- something clear with like chunks in it. And I ate it, but I still to this day don't know what the hell I ate. You know, it was, it was, I didn't order it again. Let's put it that way. It wasn't a gator. It wasn't a gizzard. No. It wasn't a brisket sandwich from Burger King. I'm guessing it was some kind of like pork of some sort since, since pork seems to be a pretty big thing, like in general, pork like with sausages je- and stuff. With jelly like gelat- <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was like gelatin. I mean, it was like, it was like literally like the clear, like, you know, like the bone, you know, like the gelatin out of bone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell it was. I mean, it, it was interesting. I mean, but I did discover uh, curry ketchup when I was in Germany. And that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, they I have loved cu- that cur- curry worst. Yeah, they have like curry yeah, sausages. Yeah, curry worst. Mm-hmm. Curry worst, yeah. Had some, had some couple of different festivals I went to. And everybody that I met there was always really cool. I mean, I went to this one little festival called Keep It True. It was like 2,000 people. And, you know, and people were just like, you know, they found out I was an American. They'd be like, here, come over, have a beer, have some sausages, have whatever. You know, there's people like, come over here and do some hookah at this tent. Okay. I'm just doing whatever because I'm like by myself in Germany, like totally by myself. And they're like, can't believe you're over here by yourself. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I wanted to come see the bands, you know. You're like, bitch, I drove through fog in Long Beach. I can exactly. do this. Exactly. I was in Compton by myself at 11 o'clock at night. I'm a white dude from Kansas City in a rental car, probably with Nebraska license plates driving <laughs> through Compton. Dude, I went and saw Scarface from the Ghetto Boys and was the only white dude in the club at 2 o'clock in the morning in a sketchy part of town. Now, that <laughs> is scary. But you That did is it. scary. I did it. They must have thought I was crazy. I mean, probably. Nobody bothered me. This was like back in the mid-90s. I don't know if you know who the Ghetto Boys are as far as band was. They were a pretty rough rap group back in the day. But Yeah, a uh, fan's a fan, right? Exactly, exactly. So nobody hassled me. I had a good time. I didn't do anything stupid. And as soon as the show was over, I got the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> so when nothing exciting happens and nothing stupid happens, it's probably time to wrap up the, the storytelling here. Exactly. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, it's getting getting out there did you, did you have any other, any other things you wanted to talk about you oh man I, I got a billion things that we can talk about but you know what it's all for another show all for another show that sounds good all for another show we definitely have to do the threesome game next time because i got a couple good ones here for you oh i'm scared no you shouldn't be scared you should be welcoming <laughs> that's what she said Any, anybody that wants to throw you into a threesome you should just smile and nod your head be like all right i'm down <laughs> Yes. Yes, you should. And everybody should experience one at least once in your life. Or once a week, if, yeah, you, can, well, if you have the means. Yeah, you know, if you have the means. Again, I'm not Hugh Hefner, so Splendid Daddy, not, Splendid Daddy's not getting the threesomes. So. And, and you're not living the uh, swinging lifestyle anymore. No, that's right. I'm retired. Right. Retired from that. For now. For now. For now. For now. All right. Well, it's been a, a slice chatting with you once again. As always, it was a great time. Glad I could tell some stories. Glad to hear some of yours, oh, especially that's... poop, especially pooping in the cornfield or, or at yeah. wheat field. Uh, I've got one called the Black Pearl. 
but that's 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 another poop story for another day. Yeah, well, I'll have to tell you. I'll have to tell you about my experience having street food that was not made well in Panama. That uh, <laughs> that, that almost killed me. So, that but but that will be for that time whenever we hear the Black Pearl story. I'll share that one. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. the, the Black Pearl story is not mine. I had to text a friend today to get a full breakdown on it because even though I was there, it didn't <laughs> happen to me. But I was there for the aftershock of the whole thing. So I was like, can you uh, relay that, the Black Pearl again? So within a minute, I had like 20 paragraphs texted to me. So it's, <laughs> it's vivid. It's vivid in his head about yeah. the Black Pearl. It, it's definitely stuck with him. He's also the same guy that I partnered with in the Bellingham. So we've got oh. quite the adventures together. <laughs> the, the anus adventures. Yeah, we, we almost, instead of showing each other pictures under the stall, we almost held hands. It was such a perfect moment. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't blast off of the toilet. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a story for another day. <laughs> All right, all right, good, listeners. Man. It's been a week. We'll see you soon. Peace, peace.